Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I am Wesley Clark. Welcome to the Lifestyle by Design podcast, episode number 30. Today's topic is going to be the New Year and New Year's resolutions. It's kind of nice to be able to kind of uh, old Lang Syne say, ah, the past is history, the future is now. What type of future do I want to create this year? And I want us to dig a little bit deeper on this New Year's, New Year's resolution idea. And let's use what I would call four quadrants for our consideration. That being financial, physical, mental, and spiritual. So when you think about these four areas of your life, financial, physical, mental, and spiritual, I'm going to ask you the question that Ronald Reagan asked a long time ago when he was running for president of the United States. And he asked all the folks that were listening or watching on TV, are you better off now than you were four years ago? What about in the last decade? How about over the last year? Are you better off a year ago than you are right now? Now, only you can answer that question. And the thing is, is that we can't, or I would propose, that we can't use as a benchmark anyone other than ourselves. Not your neighbors, not your next door neighbor, uh, the Doe's, John and Jane Doe. Not a celebrity, not Gary Vaynerchuk, if you're an entrepreneur, not another family member that maybe you're envious of or they're just better off than you in, in your consideration. But your best benchmark is yourself. When you look at yourself financially, where are you really? I mean, dig deep. Where are you financially? Physically, where are you physically in the sense of, are you happy with your weight? Are you happy with the amount of sleep you get? Are you happy with what you're eating? Are you eating the right things? What about mental? Where is your mind at? What's your mindset? Are you stuck in the past? Are you present? Or are you dreaming about the future? And the thing about creating a lifestyle by design is being reality-based from where you're at. And in this case, what I'd like you to do is look at those four quadrants. Now, the fourth quadrant being spiritual. Not being spiritual, what what spiritual aspect do you have in your life? You say, well, Wes, I don't believe in God. Okay. Still, there's got to be some sort of meaning and purpose unless you're some sort of existentialist that says, ah, you know, uh, what I do is, is basically it, you know. 
Uh, that's all there is. But it, it's a little bit deeper than that. It's moral values. And, and I, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but here's one of my, my things that I've noticed here recently. No, not recently. It just seems in the last couple of years, especially. For whatever reason, courtesy, chivalry has gone out the door. And by that, I mean, people just really don't give a hoot, and I'm saying it nicely, about anyone else but themselves. Courtesies out the door. You can't even speak kindly. I mean, the thing is, if you don't have something nice to say about somebody, just, just don't say it. And what I'm, I see is people are taking a license to, especially with the advent of the Internet, people will say things that they would not say to your face. They'll say it on the Internet. They'll dog you. They'll, they'll talk smack about you right and left. It, they, they really don't care because it makes them, I think, I think, I think it makes them feel better. But if you feel an emptiness inside, like you're missing out on something, that there's something more than the almighty dollar, though the dollar is important. So th these are the four areas I want to talk about. I want to get too much into each of these specifically right at the second. So let's, uh, I'll get back to that here in a moment. So we've discussed the idea of New Year's resolutions, digging deeper, talking about the four quadrants, about financial, physical, mental, spiritual, not to use anyone or anything else as your benchmark except yourself. And in this digging deeper, when, when we're talking about what our New Year's resolutions are, is you don't want to fall into that herd instinct either. Everyone else is doing this, therefore I must do it. What I'd like you to get that out of your mindset and say what's right for you. We're going to dig much deeper here in a second. So Frederick Nietzsche said, the last man is tired of life. He takes no risk and seeks only comfort and security. Now, my question to you is, are you tired of life? Are you basically talking about what Frederick's talking about here? Are you tired of life? Do you not take any risk at all? And by doing so, or by doing that, you basically just seek comfort and security. It's kind of like that GIF. I see it on Twitter a lot of times. You know the one I'm talking about where this dog is sitting at a table with a cup of coffee and fire is burning all around him. And he's saying, ah, everything's fine. Every, everything's fine. Yeah. But in reality, it isn't. But it's better to kind of deny reality rather than to have to deal with it because of the quote unquote pain level. So what I'd like you also to talk about, or think about, not talk about, is let's talk about another quadrant. 
And we'll call that, or another section, and we'll call that wasters, time wasters and procrastination. How much of your time are you wasting? How much of your time are you procrastinating? Because you don't want to deal with certain aspects of your life. It's better to kind of sweep it under the rug rather than having to deal with it face on. I'll give you a quick example. Somebody I know, he's passed on. Great guy. Valued friend. But one of the biggest concerns he had near the end of his life he said to his children when they were around his bed on his deathbed, was I a good father? His kids said he was. But the reality is, is that he had in his mind something of the effect of, was I a good father? You don't want to wait till the very end of your life to, to have to ask yourself these questions. And he was not, in my estimation, a person who took no risk. He wasn't a man who was tired of life. He wasn't somebody who was only seeking comfort and security. So how do we define success in any of these four quadrants and this other one as well on time wasters and procrastination? And so I thought about it and let's put it on a scale of one, which means I suck at it. I'm just plain horrible to a 10, which is spot on successful. This is the epitome of success. So let's let's start out with this time wasters and procrastination on a scale of one to 10 at, on a scale of one, I really suck at wasting my time and procrastination that honestly, that would be success in this case, <laughs> it'd be the opposite. But uh, or, or man, you know what, I, I am spot on, I am probably the best time waster waster of my time, I don't have any time management skills whatsoever, I procrastinate every opportunity I get. So use that same skill, the suck, I'm just plain horrible, to 10, I'm spot on, I'm just, I'm the epitome of success, when you talk about your financial area of your life. Do you suck at it? And if you suck at it, what are you going to do differently? You know, that's the issue, is, isn't it? If you write down a piece of paper when you get home, you don't even have to, when you get home and write on a piece of paper, just use your memory. But think about your financial arena, past year, past 10 years. If you keep doing the same thing, that's just plain crazy. Get help. So on a scale of one to 10, do, do you and your, if you're married, do you and your spouse get together and talk about the financial stuff or is it just too painful or one's a spender, one's not, whatever the case. But what is your plan? If you're at a one, a five, what do you need to do to get to, to 10? Well, I'll tell you what you need is you need action. You need to take action. If you're, if you got debt, now let me tell you something. If you've got significant debt and you're paying credit cards of, I don't know what the average is, 15%, 11%, whatever your credit card rate is, and you got a ton of money off to the side uh, and in your investments, my question to you is this. 
if you're paying interest rates, I heard one person paying 23%. If you're paying that amount of money, are you getting that same return on your investments? And if not, why are you doing that kind of stuff? I'm just, I'm just asking the question. You can continue to invest if you want. That's your thing. But the question is, is why do you have this debt? Because debt is like, like a noose. You basically eventually could hang yourself, especially if you're living paycheck to paycheck. I'll tell you what, let's get back to uh, the second one in a moment. All right, so move on to the second one, second quadrant, which is physical. How are you doing physically? And by that, gentleman I knew when I used to live in another city, he and I sat down for a talk. He was around 62 years old, had a heart attack. He said it felt like an elephant put his foot and was crushing his chest. That's probably not a very good feeling. And God forbid I ever have to feel that, but Anyway, the reason why I even bring that up is he said that he had a desk job. And that's, I think if I remember right, he was involved in insurance, you know, like car, auto, you know, auto home, life stuff. He just never got out to exercise. He says, if anything, go out and walk. Trust me on this. I wish I would have done it sooner. So when you rate yourself on that scale of one to 10, I suck at working out. I suck at even taking a walk. I eat horrible food. I, I eat stuff that's not healthy for me. Something's got to change. I'll give you a quick example. One of the things that I'm using, one of the tools is Peloton Digital. Yeah, it costs $12.99. And this is the thing. People say, oh, but man, there's stuff that costs only $9.99. All right. All right, let's go with that. There's other things that use are, are $9.99 a month, and you're using $12.99 a month, Wes, because I like their system. I like what they, they do. It, I like everything, the whole setup. And man, when you break that down, when you break that down, okay, take 13 bucks and divide it by 30. Divide it by 30. What's what 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 do you got there, huh? And and this is what I call the breaking it down to the ridiculous. So let's let's just hypothetically say that you're going to go ahead with the uh, you're going to go with the Peloton thirteen buck deal twelve ninety nine divided by thirty and you got forty three cents a day. Now this is the thing people say that's too expensive. Do you go out to Starbucks for coffee every day? Or do you go and buy lunch every day? Uh, out to eat breakfast? I don't know. But the gist of it is for 43 freaking cents a day, isn't it worth you having a system in place that helps you become better physically, feel better about how you look, that you're healthier than you would be if you didn't? And as far as what you eat, there's tools like uh, MyFitnessPal. Uh, you know, I don't get paid by Peloton or MyFitnessPal, but I'm just saying these are tools that are available. MyFitnessPal is free. You can pay, I think, 
$9.99 a month. Once again, whatever you want to do, this Zig Ziglar idea, breaking it down to ridiculous, you want to justify a purchase, just divide it by 30 and say, man, could I spare 43 cents a day? Maybe I don't go to Mickey D's. And if you get your coffee at Mickey D's, maybe I'll miss Mickey D's. I don't know how much coffee costs. Maybe it's a buck. Who knows? Maybe it's two bucks. I don't know how much it costs. I don't go to Mickey D's. But if I did, that's what I said. Toss that away. So that you can feel better about yourself, healthier. You're healthier for yourself. You look good. And that's going to help you have a better mindset, which we'll get to here in a minute. But also... You're going to be around for your kids and your grandkids. So figure out what you're on that scale one to 10. We're going to go back to that in a minute, pretty soon. So now let's talk about mental. Where's your mind at? If you're consumed with fear, once again, is it a one? Is it a 10? You suck at the mental thing, man. I got such negative attitude. It just sucks. My my attitude sucks. If you're fearful, if you're so concerned about what other people think about you. I mean, we live in a day and age in which, you know, you see more and more people posting stuff on Instagram I guess it's so you can seek approval. But the reality is, is what's your mindset? Where are you at? Like I said earlier, are you stuck in the past? Shoulda, coulda, woulda, but didn't. Are you present? Meaning I'm just taking it one day at a time. Or are you dreaming about the future? Some future of if if only I had this, then I could, I see myself doing really well. If If only this. And I think the mental issue is a very important thing right now, especially with everybody's dogging everybody all the time, talking smack about everybody. I just think people, a lot of people are just plain unhappy. They just feel like they're in a dead-end job. They're in a rut and they can't get out. So that, that on that scale of one to 10, does your mental area just, do you just suck? Is it just suck? Or is it, you're spot on, man. I got the most positive outlook on life. And it's not positive. I don't want it this uh, pie in the sky rainbow, unicorns, whatever you want to call it. But I'm talking about a reality-based thing that says, I know where I want to go. I've got a plan and I'm taking action on it. It's like um, Tim Grover's book, Relentless. I read that book. I've got the audio book. If you don't, if you never read it, if you haven't ever heard the audio book, I'd recommend that one strongly. Relentless. You want to be relentless. You don't want to give up on yourself. And if you think, oh, if I only had the money, let me tell you this. Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade, both at the top of the pinnacle of financial. I mean, I have no doubt that they were. But they both took their lives. Anthony Bourdain, Kate Spade. And then there was a spat of uh, a number of uh, Korean singers who from all appearances, appeared to be tens as far as financially. Physically, close to it, close to it. But obviously there was an issue there that they weren't able to deal with. Whether it's financial, 
and you got some big challenges and you don't even have any direction, get help. If it's physical, get help via apps. Get help going to a gym, getting a personal instructor if you can afford it. If it's mental, my brothers or sisters, if you've got some issues that you're having to deal with and you have nobody to talk to, get help. Get help. Get your mindset right. And I'll be back in one moment. Now let's head on to the fourth area, spiritual. Now I personally think that a mental aspect could also be part of the spiritual because I think personally that God fills a spot in your heart that only God can fill. That is my own personal belief. That you might have your financial self in order, you might have your physical self in order, but mentally, spiritually, you just feel like an empty void. You have to have purpose. You have no, you just don't see the purpose of what you're doing. You don't, why? Why am I doing this stuff? Your values might not equate to what in your, in your mind, you think, oh, it, it, it's, it's, it's okay to do this. It's okay to steal. It's okay to do this type of activity, but in your heart, and I might say in your spiritual heart, you know that it's wrong. So, you know, on a scale of one to 10, where are you at in your relationship with God? Or are you, you spot on? You're, you're, you know what? I got that one. For me, I try to study God's word. Actually, I wouldn't say I try. I, I have it on literally on my to-do list to study and to pray every day. And I think it makes a world of difference for me. And in praying, it's not something out of a prayer book or whatever, but it's speaking from your heart to your creator. To God. Because God, I really believe, is the only person that you could approach, because he's your creator, that you can share anything and everything. And he wants that. Now, we talk about God being father, but many of you are listening may have never had a father at your home or you were too young to remember. Well, that's where the Heavenly Father is completely different, not to be equated with the earthly father. Once again, I don't know what your background is. If you're Jewish, seek a rabbi. If you're Muslim, seek an imam. If you're a Christian, seek a priest or a pastor. If you're Buddhist, I don't know what or Hindu, I don't know. All I'm saying is, it's simple for me, God, but it, if you need some help, contact your respective uh, head, so to speak. Now that we talked about these four areas, 
technically five when we talk about the time wasters and procrastination. Let's just say you rate yourself a four in financial. Seven physically, you feel pretty good. Uh, mentally a, a, a six, but 10 spiritually. And there's the old saying, you're, you're, you're so heavenly minded, you're earthly good. That's not a bad thing that you're 10 on your spiritual. You got that covered. But what about your financial? It looks like the least, the, the one that's the, the most glaring area that you need assistance on is your financial area. Now, it so happens, we'll just say that you, you're a 10 as far as time waster and procrastinator. So that's that actually sucks. I mean, so what you should do, my recommendation, is work on not wasting time, not procrastinating, and focusing on your financial self, first and foremost. In that example I just gave, say you're a six on mental, then you, you start working on the mental. And lastly, on the physical. Now, you can work on all three, but I guess the thing is, what I'm trying to do here is, is give you kind of a picture, if you can, if you could see it, of, okay, I got an idea of where I need to work at being what is defined in my life as success. I hope that, that this has helped you in some way, and I encourage you to listen next week I'm going to be having an interview with somebody I have complete, utter respect for. I've referred her many times to clients. Uh, her name is Kim Walcott of Action Mortgage. And we're going to be talking about mortgages, mortgage lending. And if you're a first-time homebuyer, you want to know about refinancing, you want to know about uh, any aspect of that, we're going to talk about that next week. So here we are. In closing, I want to wish each and every one of you a happy new year. And my sincere hope and prayer is that you will create, if you haven't already, or refine, if, if you haven't already, your financial, your physical, your mental, your spiritual quadrants of life that ultimately give you a sense of success. And also, if you're a time waster procrastinator, you work on that as well. Anyway, I appreciate each and every one of you. Take care and uh, God bless. This is Wes Clark, Lifestyle by Design podcast. <laughs>